WOVULP Cleveland. Now, our voices today. Hello, hello, and welcome to our voices today, right here on WOVU 95.9 FM, Burton Belcar Community Radio, streaming live from WOVU.org and the WOVU mobile app. I hope everyone out there is doing fine and doing well. Hope you have some good rest. Ate some good food, drank some nice, clean, fresh water, Move, got the chance to move your body around. If you're just waking up, well, welcome to the day. Uh, it, it, and it's a great day. It always is, especially when we have our friends from Jumpstart on the line. So before we get into that, though, um, heck on it. I need to start writing everything I think about. Write it down, write it down, write it down. I had a burning question Maybe, okay, so the, the one that came up for me just as we were getting started with the show, but I've mentioned this earlier in the week, the whole dollar sign issue. Shouldn't it be after the number? Because that's how we speak. $150 sign. That makes sense, right? Also, the double V. I don't know. Who who do I write a letter to to uh, get some information on that? I have to get in touch, give Rabbi Ben Golson a call, Let's see maybe who in history came up with that anyway um so i you know what i i am so excited you know uh i had a a a heck of a time getting my energy up for today Uh, it's just been a long week y'all it's been a long week and i'm ready for saturday but we cannot get to saturday without jumpstart friday come on You know what time it is. It is Jumpstart Friday. Jumpstart. Right here on WOVU 95.9 FM. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. So... Jumpstart right here on WOVU 95.9 FM. Who is Jumpstart? Jumpstart is an organization made up of diverse entrepreneurs, investors, and business experts who believe innovation can transform lives and community. Jumpstart leverages the power of entrepreneurship, innovation, and inclusion to fill gaps solve problems and drive economic impact for the clients customers collaborators and communities they serve so without further ado let me go ahead and introduce our jumpstart guest for this week in celebration of women's history month right here on wovu we have listen one two three dynamic 
women voices and entrepreneurship, it's going to be a great time. Because like I said, the pre-convo, or maybe I didn't say it on the air, but the pre-convo was like delightful enough. I cannot wait to uh, share these voices with all of you, our listening audience. First up, I'll introduce Tamika Otis. She is the director of the Key Bank Business Boost and Build Program in upstate New York, helping to connect entrepreneurs with technical assistance and funding to start and grow their businesses. And she's also an entrepreneur herself. She has unique and personal insight into the challenges and rewards of running a business. Also with us today, Zooming in live from the WOVU Zoom studio, uh, Gloria Ware. She is the director of the Key Bank Center for Technology, Innovation, and Inclusive Growth. It's a component of the Key Bank Boost and Build program designed specifically to accelerate the success of women and people of color throughout the state of Ohio, developing programs that promote professional and small business growth. Also joining us today, friend to WOVU, we have um, spoken with her and heard her voice in the recent past, Reverend Dr. Leah Lewis, Director of Three Butterflies Entertainment and Press, LLC. She is a writer, a documentary filmmaker, a social entrepreneur, and an event producer. And she's also the founder and executive director of Little Lumpy Center for Educational, excuse me, Educational Initiatives. So we'll hear all about everything these three ladies have to say right now. So without further ado, I will allow all three of our uh, dynamic women voices for today's show uh, you know, just speak and introduce themselves or just say hello. So, Tamika Otis, good morning. Welcome to Our Voices Today at Jumpstart Fridays or WOVU. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. I'm happy Friday, as some of us say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has definitely been uh, a long week. And thank you so much for that um, beautiful introduction. I am also an entrepreneur. So, as much as I'll be speaking from my position as director of the Boost and Build program, I'll, I'll even more so be speaking as, um, you know, a woman entrepreneur, an entrepreneur of color who has seen all of the obstacles that all of my clients have seen and then some. Um, I'm also founder and principal consultant of Kabad Consulting, where we do organizational and small business consultation, DEI and trauma-informed care training, leadership development training. Um, but we also have a component called entrepreneurial alignment support, um, where we coach individuals or groups who either have an idea and are looking for a way to execute on it or have are seasoned business owners um, and are looking for innovative ways to grow or expand their business. So I'm very excited to be talking about this topic, especially with Gloria Ware, who I call my Glow Glow, G-L-O-W, because she just walks in a room and just lights it up um, and has been a tremendous mentor to me. So again, thank you for the opportunity and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. That's Tamika Otis, um, Gloria Ware. Director of the Key Bank Center for Technology, Innovation, and Inclusive Growth. Welcome to Jumpstart Fridays on WOVU. How are you today? Good, I'm good. And I, I thank you, Tamika, for your wonderful and kind words and my new nickname, Glow Glow. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and thirdly, but definitely not lastly or leastly, Reverend Dr. Leah Lewis, welcome back to the airwaves. Such a pleasure to have you and briefly catch a glimpse of your wonderful face. <laughs> How are you today? Hey, TC. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be in your company, and I'm happy to be with Gloria and Tamika this morning. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, let's start with you, uh, Reverend Dr. Leah Lewis. Uh, please, you know, remind our audience, um, you know, who you are, give a little bit about your background. And, you know, as we focus this conversation on um, women in entrepreneurship and how we empower other women and ourselves uh, in this realm. Um, yeah, just a little point on that. But mostly let us know, you know, more about who you are. Well, you invoke my credentials. I'm the Reverend Dr. Leah Lewis, J.D. Um, I currently work in the arts, culture, and entertainment space. I do helm Three Butterflies Entertainment and Press, LLC. And in that capacity, I serve as founder, CEO, and chief creative officer. I am a creator and producer director of original content. I'm the author of Little Lumpy's Book of Blessings. We're currently developing an animated children's program based on that book and are in dialogue with a major Hollywood studio. Uh, That is quite a process and I'm learning a great deal about it. I'm also a documentary filmmaker. I have two films in production. The first is Black Buckeyes, A Tale of Two Cities, a portion of which was actually filmed at WOVU. Uh, so I'm grateful for Jay, to Jay for that. And also Leo's Legacy, which is a documentary that was commissioned by Midtown Cleveland based on Leo's Casino, which was a first-rate entertainment venue in Cleveland in the late 60s, early 70s. It was often the first or second stop of uh, Motown artists before they hit other parts of the country to perform. And uh, as the founder and executive director of Little Lumpy Center for Educational Initiatives, I serve as the executive producer of the Great Lakes African American Writers Conference, which is entering its fourth year and will take place as usual the last weekend of Cleveland Book Week. So, TC, I'm going to stop there. How about that? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure there's much more to go as you are like definitely one of the most dynamic people I've ever encountered. Thank you so much for <laughs> <laughs> sharing um, that. Um, Gloria Ware, a.k.a. Glow Glow, um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about, uh, you know, your uh, entrepreneurial um, in endeavors and, you know, how you have uh, fared through or waded through the waters, you know, as a woman uh, and a woman of color. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I would say my entrepreneurial endeavor started in Inglewood, California, many, many moons ago when I was in need of candy money. Okay. And my brother and I used to, uh, uh, you know, we used to roam roam the neighborhoods collecting bottles at the time they were glasses all the soda was in um pop was in glass bottles and you could get a deposit from them so we used to um there were tons of apartments on the street that we lived in so we used to uh knock on doors in those uh apartments we survived we're never kidnapped for you know fortunately so it was 
not the safest thing to do, but um, we were able to um, uh, get donations of the bottles from our wonderful neighbors and turn them in for candy money. And then I was hooked on entrepreneurship from that point on. So just the idea of being able to uh, kind of get the things, create, create <clears throat> money from just ideas and your imagination and a little hustle uh, was where my passion for entrepreneurship started. I had a, um, a bakery business in high school. I used to sell cookies and bake goods to my classmates and teachers. Um, so uh, initially I thought I wanted to be a caterer, um, but decided to go on to college and uh, work for the office. I went to Ohio State University, worked for the Office of Black Student Programs and did my first entrepreneurship program um, in that capacity. And it was uh, about introducing the world of entrepreneurship to the, the students on campus, particularly the black students on campus, but also the uh, surrounding community that lived around the campus. So have been doing entrepreneurial programmings and been a big believer in, uh, of entrepreneurship as a pathway to economic freedom and economic justice. Since then, <clears throat> worked in banking for uh, a long time, worked with a lot of small business owners, so seen a lot of different circumstances. Um, and I've been a jumpstart for 10 years where was able to gain some experience on the investing and working with, uh, you know, tech technology based businesses and non tech businesses. And then in my new role, new world role at Jumpstart, which is the last three years have had the opportunity to support um, organizations that support entrepreneurs across the state of Ohio, um, primarily um, organizations that are focused on entrepreneurs of color and women. So I've been able to see some things that, you know, good practices taking place across the state and working with some dynamic um, <clears throat> women. Many of the, my partners are African-American women that support these programs. And then um, have been the, the, I'm also the founder of two social enterprises. One is the Gathering of Black Women Entrepreneurs, which is uh, Cleveland-based. And it's just a, a, a networking and collaboration group for black women entrepreneurs in um, Cleveland, Ohio. And then the other is Get the Bag, which is all about powering up and promoting Black women, particularly our ability to secure capital to start our businesses, given that we're the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the country, but we get the least amount of capital and our revenues are significantly lower. Uh, on average, our revenues are $25,000 a year versus white women entrepreneurs, which have revenues of $174,000 a year. And a lot of that is not is due to not being able to have the the funding that we need to be able to hire people and grow and scale in the way that we um, we need to. Mm. Oh, wow. Those are eye opening uh, numbers. Uh, Twenty five thousand versus one hundred and seventy four thousand. Um, definitely. We'll talk more about that. And then um, so let's go ahead and take a break and we'll come back uh, with and start with the voice of uh, Tamika Otis. You, you are listening to Jumpstart on WOVU 95.9 FM. We are talking empowering women in entrepreneurship. Zooming in live from the WOVU Zoom studio is Tamika Otis. She's the director of the Key Bank Business Boost and Build program, also an entrepreneur herself. Gloria Ware, aka Glow Glow, director of the Key Bank Center for Technology Innovation and Inclusive Growth, also a fabulous woman entrepreneur and the reverend dr leah lewis jd do not forget the jd please uh she is the director of three butterflies 
Entertainment and Press LLC. More with these wonderful women when we come back uh, from this break. Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. Stay tuned. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to send a text to the WOVU Talkback line 216-200-7848-216-200-7848. We'll be right back. We begin with breaking news surrounding Marsha Fudge, longtime local congresswoman. All right. We have 66 yeas, 34 nays. The nomination is confirmed. Marsha Fudge! Congratulations to Madam Secretary Marsha L. Fudge on her confirmation to lead the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. To my family, my friends, my, my constituents all, I thank you for the opportunity to join this remarkable team and work on behalf of people in every city and community. I remember the feeling I had as a kid of the safety, security, and peace of mind contained in one word, home. I remember the comfort of knowing that no matter what happened, I could always go home. But far too many Americans live without that feeling. And our task at the Department of Housing and Urban Development will be to stand up for the dignity of all Americans and deliver the promise of our nation to all those left out in the cold. We will help people believe once again that their government cares about them, no matter who they are. I am honored to have this chance to help restore the people's faith, to deliver for them and make them proud. I thank you for the opportunity to serve. Congratulations, Madam Secretary Marsha L. Fudge. From all of us at WOVU 95.9 FM, Burton Bell Car Community Radio. Breaking news from the WOVU Newsroom. Hello, I'm Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. Throughout the state of Ohio, there are good law-abiding citizens making a positive impact on their communities who want to do more. But something stands in their way. Has a conviction hindered your opportunities for a better life? Have you gone at least 10 years without a conviction in Ohio? Has your clemency application been delayed? If so, you may qualify for the Ohio Governor's Expedited Pardon Project. Governor Mike DeWine is teaming up with the University of Akron School of Law and the Ohio State University Moritz College of Law to help reformed individuals receive pardons more quickly than the traditional process. You can find more information about the project and learn how to submit a free application at ohioexpeditedpardon.org or governor.ohio.gov. To qualify, you must not have any disqualifying offenses, have no convictions or served time within the last 10 years, excluding minor traffic violations, made efforts to satisfy requirements of sentencing, a history of volunteering or community service, and a work history or reasonable circumstances for being unemployed. Don't wait to take control of your life. Governor DeWine encourages you to apply for the Expedited Pardon Project because he believes that a past conviction should not cost you forever. Once again, please visit OhioExpeditedPardon.org or Governor.Ohio.gov for more information on how to submit a free application. That again is OhioExpeditedPardon.org or Governor.Ohio.gov. 
My expedited pardon project will benefit Ohioans who are living in the shadow of a long past and regretted mistake, giving them the opportunity to truly have a second chance to reach their full potential. This breaking news is from the WOVU Newsroom. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Jumpstart on WOVU 95.9 FM. I'm your host, TC Lewis. And zooming in live from the WOVU Zoom studio is our three dynamic women. One, Tamika Otis. She is the director of the Key Bank Business Boost and Build program and an entrepreneur herself. Gloria Ware the director of the KeyBank Center for Technology, Innovation, and Inclusive Growth with us today, and also the Reverend Dr. Leah Lewis-JD. She's the director of Three Butterflies Entertainment and Press, among a host of other endeavors. So welcome again um, to our uh, wonderful women guests, because we are empowering women in entrepreneurship today. That is the conversation and um, Tamika, I want to go ahead and uh, give you an opportunity or just a chance to share with us about um, your business um, a little further uh, and, you know, how you got started in your entrepreneurship journey. Sure. Well, I think much like uh, Gloria, my entrepreneurial journey started with a need, and that was usually for candy or, <laughs> or something else. So, you know, I was like, you know, the eight-year-old girl standing on the corner selling uh, lemonade and Snoopy Pops and negotiating babysitting contracts at 12 and 13. And, you know, um, entrepreneurship was not anything unique in my life. And so I'm re really grateful for that foundation and that m most of my family were hybrid entrepreneurs, you know, having full-time jobs and then something on the side. Um, and a few of them, there's something on the side when they were laid off from a job or something happened, um, they use that something on the side to sustain their families. Um, and so it was just something I was always around, something I was always intrigued by. Um, and, and so I started my company um, really because I was writing grants for nonprofit organizations here in upstate New York, and I was doing it for free. I love to write grants. I, I love to see what happens when people get funding. And someone came to me and said, Tamika, you're out here, you know, consulting people on their business. You have a whole business. It's okay to charge people for grants and still have a good heart. Um, and so I started Kabod Consulting um, primarily as a grant writing service and then transitioned into some small business consultation. And now in partnership with my business partner, um, we've coined the term the fixers, where we're pushing into organizations to provide consultation, DEI training, trauma-informed care, um, training, leadership development. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the entrepreneurial alignment support, which is my favorite, um, because we take a very uh, unconventional method of business consultation in that we believe everything matters. So if we're not addressing matters of your heart, of your mind, of your spirit, while we're also addressing matters of your business, what we teach you on the business side will not be sustainable, will not be impactful enough for you to then go and be stores of the message and pour it out into your community about the fact that everything is intertwined, everything matters. 
a lot of times we think that if we have a negative relationship with money in our personal life and business, we'll be these like financial advisors. And it's like, no, we have to address why in your personal life do you have this relationship with money so that we don't allow it to transcend into your business life. So we we talk about all of these things in Kabod Consulting. And listen, we're not for everybody. Some people are like, listen, lady, just write the business plan. I don't want to talk about my feelings. Um, and that's fine, but we're probably not the consulting firm for you then. But I also have the tremendous opportunity of working in the capacity of director for the Key Bank Business Boost and Build program powered by Jumpstart um, and operating in my, in my purpose in that position. So many of us do not have that story. So many of us are nine to five. It's just fulfilling a need to pay a bill and not allowing you to operate in your purpose. Um, and so I have this amazing opportunity to work with people like Gloria and Danielle Morris and Chris Smith and all these wonderful people that are at Jumpstart pouring into um, entrepreneurs and small business owners with a focus on entrepreneurs of color and women. Um, and to be able to do that in my day job and to be able to be poured poured into myself from all the wonderful people that I'm working with while also simultaneously pouring into my community um, has just been a tremendous, has been a tremendous um, opportunity. And so I'm always happy to have the opportunity to talk about the unique um, barriers that we as women in general have in the entrepreneurship space, and then specifically women of color and specifically black women, the unique um, challenges that we have and do what we can to mitigate those challenges so that people can maximize their success. Yeah, that, that thank you for uh, sharing all of that. You know, this week I've been talking about, um, you know, how that, what the world <laughs> needs now is to operate from, you know, that heart center. And that's exactly um, what you uh, just shared in terms of, you know, the philosophy around your business and your consulting, how you uh, advise people. You know, you have to take care of the whole person, the whole situation so that the whole business uh, can be successful um and and that's probably not like a mainstream thought and would you say um that that uh, perspective is um perhaps unique to women in business as we are um conditioned socially to be caretakers and helpers um and comforters i guess and operate from that point of uh, view that, uh, you know, people come to us to to get help, but we aren't always seen as business people. I liked um, how you talked about negotiating babysitting contracts, you know, typically <laughs> don't think about uh, that job as a business because I mean, it is, but it isn't because it's just kind of like what girls are conditioned to do. Um so how does, you know, when you in advising people and also bumping up against kind of like the 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 atmosphere of like the male driven yada yada, um, how do you feel that your people are messing with? I got this man in the background just messing with me, uh, Eric Nolan of the OJs. I wish he would go sit down somewhere, but because uh, <laughs> he is interfering with my thought process. But um <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, how do you know, do you think like the, 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 the woman mindset, the feminine mindset, I like, I refer to it often as the divine feminine energy, you know, how do you feel like that, um, uh, impacts, right? The business world as 
you know, women entrepreneurs, particularly black women entrepreneurs, are the largest growing segment of entrepreneurs um, in this country. Um, yeah. Talk about how you feel like the, the, the that divine feminine really is going to it impacts the business world now and how you see it um, uh, manifesting like throughout, you know, the coming decades, I guess. I'm so glad that you use the term divine feminine energy because I absolutely connect to that. And that is something that we have historically been taught to um, suffocate, right? To not really live in the fullness of our womanhood and how divine and majestic and beautiful that is. And we've been taught to kind of work with our heads down and not complain and just be grateful for every opportunity you have. I mean, I had a former boss say that to me. I got um, approved for a promotion that I went up against um, with a white female colleague of mine. I was selected. I was super, super grateful about it. Um, and when I said to him, I said, you know, I've been doing both of these positions for four months now. Can we talk about some compensation for the fact that I kept up with my goals as a frontline staff while also um, acting as a project director? And he said, you should be grateful that you even got this position. How dare you even ask me? And he was very, very serious. And it kind of, if I didn't have the foundation that I have, it could have reinforced the narrative that like, just be grateful for everything. Put your head down. Don't be, don't ask for too much. You're, you're not worthy and all of those things. And I don't subscribe to any of that. And I won't allow for any of my clients to subscribe to any of that either. But I also don't subscribe to the fact that we need to work to the point that we're burnt out and and not able to do anything. You can't pour out to people from an, from a depleted vessel, right? So if we are cons consistently pouring out and we're not pouring into ourselves, we're not checking ourselves, we're not knowing when to stop. That's one of the great things I love about my relationship with Gloria. She'll check in with me. She'll, she'll sense like, you're right on that line, sis. You're about to hit a wall. Like, let's take a moment. Let's breathe. It's okay to have those conversations so much so that I advise my clients to write self-care into their business plan. It is almost as important as your financials, because if you're not taking care of yourself, a lot of the businesses that go away, it's not because it wasn't a great business idea. It wasn't because there wasn't a phenomenal founder. It's because the founder got burnt out and the founder couldn't pour into their employees and the founder couldn't maintain their business, not because it wasn't an excellent business. So I'm so serious about this self-care that I'm instructing people to write it into your business plan. Make it something that is not like, a, oh, if I get to it. No, this is a mandatory thing. Is this a mandatory thing that I must take care of myself and do so unapologetically. So often we feel like we have to apologize for the fact that we take a vacation. No, I listen, I shouted from the mountaintops. I'm on vacation. Okay. Um, my cell phone is off from these hours because I have to pour back into me, not just for me. I have two sons. I have clients that are looking out for me. I have, you know, so we have to stand in a position where we're not afraid to number one, say, Hey, I need help. Or, hey, I, I could use some services, some resources that makes you stronger, not weaker. And to also be very, very intentional about taking care of you first so that everything else can fall into place. Yeah. Um, Dr. Leah Lewis, um, what, what what are your, you know, experiences with, um, uh, you know, run? You, so your plate is full and overflowing. Um, and, you know, I'm sure about choice because you love the work that you do. 
Um, is self-care, you know, uh, taking care of self part of your business plan? And, and what are have been your experiences, you know, out in the greater uh, business world in terms of having to um, probably challenge others on um, your, I guess, womanhood, if, I, if that makes any sense? Well, you know, self-care is uh, has to be a part of everyone's daily agenda. And for me, it definitely has become that, especially during the pandemic. I either walk or ride my bike for at least an hour every day that the weather permits. That allows me to clear my head. I listen to some Native American music. I go into prayer and meditation. I take in the wonders of nature and I schedule a massage on a monthly basis um, and anything else, you know, and I go to the hair salon as sisters, we know that that is critical to self care. <laughs> and I have a great relationship with my loctician, uh, Danielle Edwards at the company studio at Severance. So let me give her a shout out. Um, with respect to my womanhood and those who I interface with in the business world, you know, it speaks for itself. Um, I don't feel I have a need to prove anything to anyone. I compete with myself and my interest is bringing my competitive best and my excellence to every situation that I engage in. One of the benefits to being an entrepreneur is that you can choose who you will and who you will not do business with. And that's one of the things I love about being self-employed. I do not maintain toxic relationships. I just won't do it. And I simply won't do it for a dollar because a dollar can be made elsewhere. What cannot be manufactured is my time. If I give you 30 seconds of my time and you prove to be someone who cannot even appreciate that, then I need to keep it moving. There are a ton of people out here in this world who could utilize my gifts and my graces. And so I open myself up to those kinds of healthy dynamics. Um, so that's what I'll share. Yeah, thank you. Um, Gloria Ware, you know, in your position uh, with KeyBank, um, the people that the clients that you serve, you know, how do is particularly women, um, what, what are you hearing from them, you know, in terms of their challenges, uh, in the entrepreneurship world, one of which we talked about, touched on a bit was, uh, the capital, um, piece of raising money and getting support in that way. Um, what are the other things that you uh, have advised or heard about uh, from your clients in that way, your women clients? Gloria? You're muted. Everybody's muted. I'll, I'll speak to this from the perspective of my role uh, with the uh, KeyBank Center, with mm -hmm. the, uh, Power by Jumpstart, and then my role as uh, founder of Get the Bag in a project that I worked on yeah. uh, to hear directly from Black women about their challenges. Um, as the director of the Key Bank Center, I have the opportunity again to work with organizations across the state, you know, Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton, uh, Canton, Akron. And, uh, you know, capital is number one issue. I mean, point of working ourselves to, to the bone that a big cause of that is because we're trying to do everything in our businesses, right? Where others have capital 
to hire on talent to do the work, to, to hire talent that um, you know has uh, expertise in certain areas. We are you know working on fifteen cents, trying to create a dollar's worth of value. So uh, capital is very important, and we need to ask for our fair share of capital, right? So to 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 make his point about being undervalued, <clears throat> expected to do all this work on behalf of our communities and on behalf of our businesses and work, you know, the work that we do, uh, unpaid labor as, as uh, you know, working in the house household, uh, we need to start demanding our fair share of uh, contracts, funding, uh, and, and the like. Um, but the other piece would be contracts, right? So access to opportunities to sell our products. Um, there's uh, lots of large organizations that have big budgets and could benefit from the type of energy that Tamika referenced and uh, Dr. Lewis referenced and ideas and innovation in terms of the, the products that we would, products and services that we deliver and even our approach, innovative approaches to doing so. Um, so access to business opportunities, real business opportunities that, you know, turn into actual real contracts that are profitable and paid on time. Um, and then access to information. So resources, you know, a lot of times we're operating in our vacuums. We don't have access to kind of insider information that others might just because they have a, you know, very strong, well-connected network. So um, access to that social capital, because sometimes having the knowledge can um, be just as effective as having the capital, because you need to know like how to effectively deploy the capital, right? Yeah. Um, so those are the two things that uh, we see that our partners, my partners that I work with across the state are addressing. Um, a good example is one of the partners I work with in Dayton, the Dayton Minority Business Partnership. They've actually taken steps to make sure that um, Black entrepreneurs are connected to capital providers and building those relationships. And that in turn paid off when people were looking for those, you know, CARES Act loans for small businesses because they had um, those relations, built those relationships early, they were able to be successful in accessing capital where mm -hmm. most owned businesses were not. In fact, only 2% of all that money went to black owned businesses. Mm. On the bag side, you know, in the, uh, in the midst of the pandemic around June, I have another person that I work with uh, across the, um, in Columbus, Ohio, her name is Kina Smith, and she's the leader of the Women's Center for Economic Opportunity. We were, you know, noticing that despite the fact that black women entrepreneurs were the fastest growing group uh, of entrepreneurs in the the country, and despite the fact that many of us have frontline businesses and work, uh, have family members that were working on the front lines and as essential workers, no one was really taking the time to ask how things were going with us, right? Um, and we decided to conduct a survey. Um, we formed a kind of a grassroots group called the Alliance of Black Businesswomen and Entrepreneurs of Ohio. I put the link to the, uh, the website in there to take it upon ourselves to ask black women entrepreneurs across the state of Ohio, how were they doing? How was the pandemic affecting them, right? And what were their needs? So we were able to secure, you know, I think about 250 responses. And from that information, we gleaned a lot of information about how the pandemic was affecting us, what our plans were, what our needs were. And from that, we are uh, gonna use that information and we want to get some more surveys out. We want to get to a thousand respondents to 
uh, create an advocacy agenda for Black women entrepreneurs, right? Somebody I think was that Tamika that that her her boss criticized her for daring to ask for what she needed. We're going to dare to ask for what we need as Black women entrepreneurs, right? Everyone else is. Uh, you know, has a seat at the table, is asking for certain things, and I feel like we need to, uh, and I think increasingly our, our presence is being recognized as uh, economic forces, right, for the country, mm -hmm. uh, but we, so we need to start asking, recognizing what our needs are, and then um, being vocal and visible in terms of uh, advocating for those, and as Black, as women, as Black women, you know, we have, uh, we have a certain we have certain unique needs that maybe other consistencies don't necessarily have. Dr. Lewis. Yeah, you know, to Gloria's point, I want to just thank her and commend her colleagues for undertaking that study and for making sure that our voices were heard. And I also want to, you know, just dovetail on her statement about, um, you know, advocating for what we want and what we need and for you know, when Tamika was basically chastised for asking for what she was entitled to, we find ourselves in dynamics where often people who don't look like us are given certain benefits right off the rip. And I really want to see that dynamic eliminated. You know, we've had all of these statements from corporate entities talking about equity, diversity, and inclusion. Well, you know, do what is necessary to eliminate the wage gaps. It's really simple. Treat African-American and other people of color fairly and equitably equitably, and we won't have these kind of dynamics. But thank God for individuals like those of us on this call who are doing what is necessary to advance the causes of African-American women entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 it's one thing to, like you said, for corporations and organizations, other entities to talk about uh, diversity and inclusion and equity but it's another to actually you know put your money where the boy put your money where your mouth is put your mouth i forget the the saying but um but uh um when we you know explore that often we find ourselves having to constantly tell and teach others and you know trying to awaken you know the that spirit inside of them you know, like how do we not get tired of constantly, you know, even as women where we're basically, we take care of the world um, to, to pile this on top of everything else um, that we have to deal with. How do we not get tired of uh, having to talk to talk, talk to people, talk about these things, same things to people and, and continuously like teach them how to treat us in, in this world and in the world in general. Uh, Gloria, <laughs> <laughs> the only one unmuted. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think number one, we have to be inspired by our ancestors, right? Who, man, you think about the Madam C.J. Walkers and the Annie Malones, and even like Black women before, like that didn't have a tenth of the resources, right? That we have. And just think about the environment that they had to operate in, but what they were able to uh, achieve as a result of that. So I think it's just about being inspired by 
what they were able to do, right? And know that it's a journey. So don't kill ourselves necessarily trying to like maybe solve the problem right away because it's a 500 year, at least in this country issue, right? And so it's a journey and then making sure that we're building up the next generation so that we're not trying to tackle these things on our own. So there's a lot of amazing young, you know, preteens out here that are doing some amazing things that are, uh, you know, creating campaigns and helping people on their own um, and, and teenagers and college students. So I feel like it's important for us to pull them into this process so that we can have, um, you know, the energy that we need. We can have the uh, coalitions and collaborations that we need to be successful. And we're hearing from different people in different backgrounds. Um, and they're working together across, you know, with other people of color, right? That are that are at, you know, that are um, trying to make a difference that may are facing their own challenges. So forming those coalitions is. is is important, but knowing that it's a it's a it's a journey, right? And so, what the part that you're doing is going to be the part that's going to bridge maybe someone that's not even born yet that might actually be the one to solve these problems. Yeah. Um, and but just being persistent, I think the other thing is, I mean, it's hard fighting the good fight, uh, knowing that these things take time, but you, I mean, there still needs to be that sense of urgency and, and sense of big thinking and big ideas. I have a, a mug that Tamika gave me that says dream big. We still need to dream big, even when we're talking about how much money we need, right? Uh, we need to be adding some more zeros behind some of those dollars as it relates to the amount of funding that we're we're asking for. Um, but uh, it, it, it's a process and to make sure that we're doing the self-care. I love what Leah said about just the making self-care a daily practice because you're not going to be very productive if you're mentally and physically frazzled or your, your immune system is not where it needs to be and you risk kind of getting sick in a challenging environment. So self-care, uh, working together with others, trying to not do everything yourselves and knowing that it is a journey and um, you're playing a critical role in getting us to those that critical those critical points. Yeah, uh, Dr. Leah Lewis, um, your energy is like so strong and so um, steadfast. You, I feel like you're an extremely grounded person. Um, does that come, and I'm sure that helps you uh, in the work that you do um, and in the collaborating that you do as well, um, where do you find that uh, women and girls um, who have who are coming up after you, you know, have that fortitude to uh, sustain, you know, entrepreneurship or whatever they endeavor to do um, in in the world? Do you feel like we have um, taught our girls you know that they are valuable that they have value and do you feel like that's being like displayed you know as we you know see the um, manifestations of these future generations hey tc thanks for that compliment regarding my energy and you know that's really rooted in the self-care that i alluded to earlier um, and my need for balance. You know, I have to make sure that I eat well, that I sleep well, 
that I have happy, healthy, whole and high functioning relationships in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Gloria alluded to young people, teenagers, um, adolescents who are doing dynamic things in business. And you asked, have we taught? I would say we have to continue to teach. It is an ongoing process. And, you know, I have young mentors in my life who I can speak life into, who I can share information with, who I converse with. I don't talk at them. I converse with them. And I think that's very important to esteem the young people um, that we have to really fortify. There were elders who fortified each of us who are on this call this morning, and we have an obligation to do the same for the young youth. They are standing on our shoulders just as we are standing on the shoulders of the elders. I think we also have to be very important, very committed to shielding our young people from dysfunctional dynamics. Um, I will share, I was put in a position a few months ago and an individual said something to me that was very derogatory regarding African-American youth and youth of color in the city of Cleveland. You best believe I put that individual back on his heels and I had to provide him with an educational opportunity in the midst of that conversation. And then I led him and his organization to some REI resources that they had to promise me they would tap into before I would continue to work with them and before I would do some networking for them that I had promised. And so we have to be vigilant. You know, the reality is we are Africans in America. We have been on these shores for over 400 years. People don't realize that we've been on these shores for 500 years at the very least. And we have been dealing with a racist systemic onslaught ever since. But we are still here. Most of us are still happy. We do our very best to be high functioning. We have our challenges in that area due to post-traumatic slave syndrome and just the persistent stress of being Africans in America. And so, to you know, TC, it's just a process for us. Every day we have to wake up. We've got to put on the whole armor of God, regardless of your, your faith tradition. And we have to do as glorious said, we have to honor our ancestors because they endured far worse than we are enduring today. Mm. So, you know, our the topic of our conversation today was empowering women in entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, part of the, the biggest piece of entrepreneurship always is, in my um, experience comes down to the money. But um, our our conversation has always is is always circled back to care of self and care of the community, um, ourselves and others. Is this uh, something that you ever get tired of talking about, like as women? Because uh, I don't know. Um, I guess myself personally. Um, well, okay, not myself personally, but often. You know, when we think about business, it's about numbers, it's about the money, it's about the product, it's about the service, it's about the marketing, it's about all of that. But the, our conversation has centered around, you know, um, taking care of ourselves. 
And is that the real um, like root or 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 center of empowering women in entrepreneurship, learning and, and constantly working on and teaching ourselves that we come first versus the business, the money, the product, et cetera? Um, I'll speak to that, Tamika. I don't ever get tired of speaking about it um, because I think the more that people are exposed to the, this narrative, the more open they are to receiving it. You know, I have aunties that when I talk about self-care and allowing yourself to take a rest and they roll their eyes at me like, girl, you are not from my generation. Mm -hmm. And I get it, right? These are two totally, you know, different um, generations. But I think any any success is grounded in you loving yourself first, right? We say that and it's so cliche, like, you know, if you don't love yourself, no one else will. Well, guess what? If you don't honor yourself, if you don't honor commitments to yourself, if you're not reliable to yourself, nobody else will either. So if we don't start with that self-work, if we don't start with grounding ourselves in, you know, I am magnificent just as I am. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, I am worthy. I have to say that to myself in the mirror almost every day, right? Not because I grew up always feeling like I was worthy. And I have a wonderful foundation and family. But we get put into these situations like that situation with my former boss where they will make you feel like you are not worthy, and you, you are, or you are only worthy of the scraps. And don't you dare use your voice. But the more and more my clients are using their voice, the more they are stepping into this appreciation of themselves, and and knowing that honoring myself means that I am honoring everyone else that is connected to me, because I am presenting my best self to you. That means to your clients, to your community, to your family, that is always, always a good thing. So I will always talk about it. And I always say, too, that as women, we need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and transparent. Every day is not a good day for me. I had more businesses that failed than that succeeded. And I tell my story in its entirety because so many times I was following women that just showed up all the way buttoned up all the time. Every day was good. They're waking up singing hymns and like, and I felt like I can never get to that level. Mm -hmm. I can never be that successful. I have bad days. She never has a bad day. No, we need to tell our stories in their entirety. I still have bad days. I still struggle with anxiety sometimes. The difference is that I know how to respond to it now. I have a tremendous village that's there to support me and stand in the gap for me, but I'm going to always tell my story in its entirety because I don't want anyone else to think that everything is always good. And if it's not always good for you, then you can't do what I do. Mm -hmm. So that's really important too, that we have to be willing to tell our stories and we have to be willing to stand in a position where we're not in judgment of anyone else. I honor your story. I honor your perception because it's based on your experience and your experience may be vastly different than mine. And it doesn't make you wrong or me right or vice versa. And so I, I think that when we are having these conversations, when we are allowing one another to be vulnerable and to tell our stories again in, in their entirety, in their entirety, people will be more willing to subscribe to this. You know what? Self-love is the best love. You know what? I'm honoring and loving people around me the best when I'm pouring into myself first. And that's going to translate into every um, everything in your life, your business, your relationship, your community involvement, everything in your life will be better when you honor yourself first. Wow. Thank you uh, so much. And thank you 
to all three of you ladies um you have dropped some words of wisdom and uh just beautiful like caring and empowering energy uh to our listening audience and especially like to me i i've i'm so grateful um to have had the opportunity to speak with all three of you um as we close up this hour um i'd like to ask each of you to just you know drop some uh, wisdom i guess if you have more i'm sure you do um you know for in in the vein of you know empowering ourselves um in business um just like a sentence or two on you know some tips i would say some advice what we can do to i guess stay the course not give up and um you know always see ourselves as as valuable as women and as black women um, let's start with uh, Dr. Lewis. All right. Well, I'll dovetail on Tamika's response. Um, I think that as African-American female entrepreneurs, we need to make ourself our priority. That is our self-care. We need to make sure that we are happy, healthy, whole, and high functioning. Um, because we're talking about entrepreneurship, I would say make sure you have a great personal relationship with your banker. Get to know your banker so that they can avail um, opportunities to you that you otherwise would not know about. Definitely tap into wise consultants who can guide you on this path to entrepreneurship because we need guidance. I don't care who you are. You don't know everything. There's always a network out there that you can benefit from. And lastly, I'll say during this pandemic, take advantage of every professional development opportunity that you can. Um, because I work in entertainment, the pandemic has afforded me an opportunity to do a number of workshops and summits that are based in L.A. that have been greatly beneficial to me. And uh, that was my penultimate statement. My ultimate statement would be <laughs> do what you've seen witness this morning. Build a network of sisters who can support you and elevate you. And TC, Gloria, and Tamika, I thank you for sharing time and space with me this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Leah Lewis, JD, Director, uh, CEO, Head Boss of Three Butterflies Entertainment and Press. You can find her all over the internet. Her work is vast and deep. Um, Gloria Ware, uh, director of KeyBank Center for Technology, Innovation, and Inclusive Growth, also a founder of the Gathering of Black Women Entrepreneurs in Cleveland and Get the Bag. What are some uh, words or nuggets of wisdom, diamonds, sparkles that you would like to leave with our listening audience? Uh, know your worth, right? And don't be afraid to ask for it and don't let anyone tell you that you're worth less than you are, right? So know the value of your services in the marketplace um, and, and, and charge appropriately. Uh, as it relates to uh, asking for what you want, um, there is, you know, entrepreneurship is a team sport. So you need to have a team of advisors, a team of people that understand the money and the numbers to make sure that you are, you know, making the money that you need to make, um, that you are pricing your contracts at the right rates, but also the, a another team that we don't 
uh, always recognize are a team of policymakers. So a lot of our lives are affected by um, laws and policies and the way that policies are implemented. Um, but we're, we often don't necessarily have a seat at those tables. So that's why um, I encourage everyone to, you know, get onto the Abbey Ohio uh, website, abbohio.org website, so that we can start building this advocacy agenda to let people know, right, what we need as Black women entrepreneurs coming directly from us as Black women entrepreneurs. And we can um, not have to maybe work as hard because we are uh, taking on these changes at the systemic level, right, where it's going to uh, uh, affect a, a good number of us in um, our communities as well. So uh, think about your team is in a more expansive way in that your team are policymakers that are shaping the, the laws. Today I was listening to uh, the announcement about Madam Secretary Marsha Fudge and her, you know, taking over at HUD. Um, and like we need, we need more people in um, the, uh, those seats of power that have the, the potential to make all of our lives easier. So I would just, I, I would say that would be my piece of advice. It would be to amp up your advocacy efforts. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Don't ask for 15 cent, ask for a dollar, right? So we think thinking big in terms of our aspirations and our needs and, um, and taking care of ourselves in the process. Thank you so much, uh, Gloria and Tamika Otis, director of the Key Bank Business Boost and Build program, also a founder of Kabad Consulting. Uh, what would you like to leave with our listening audience today? Well, I, I think I doubled down on the self-care talk. So definitely, you know, self-care, making that a priority. If you are a business owner, again, I'm just strongly encouraging you to write it into your business plan, make it real. But also to, um, you know, piggyback on uh, Dr. Lewis's statement that, you know, build your tribe. Um, your tribe is so important. We talk about your net, your network um, determines your net worth. And that is so, so true because, you know, there, I know a lot of things, right, from my cumulative experience and, and by the grace of God, but there are some things I don't know. But from my network, there is no question that you could ask me that I can't point you in the direction of somebody who is a subject matter expert in that field. And that's, and that is a testament to my network and, and not just having a network, but nurturing that network. You know, we ask for support all the time. You have to be of support too. This is this is a two way street. Be, be be I'd say over supportive of your sisters. You know why? Because this society was over intentional in excluding us from everything. Mm -hmm. So then we have to put that same amount of fervor into our, our support of one another and building our tribe, our community, our village, and supporting one another. Um, maintaining these mutual aid societies where we can look for one another for the support and resources that we need and not necessarily the government because we have everything in house, everything that we need, the talent, the resources, the provisions, even the money, we have it. We just have to nurture our networks and be very intentional about keeping everything in house, keeping our dollars local so that our uh, communities can thrive and our legacies can go on forever and ever. So again, self-care, build your tribe and be intentional about it. And just remember that your network does determine your net worth. Wow. Thank you so much to all of you um, ladies, Tamika Otis, Gloria Ware and Reverend Dr. Leah 
Lewis JD for joining us on this edition of Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. Remember, if you uh, have the inclination to make that jump into the entrepreneur real world, please seek out the assistance of Jumpstart. Visit them online at jumpstartinc.org slash WOVU. That's jumpstartinc.org slash WOVU. You can also give them a call at 216-363-3400. 216-363-3400. Special shout out to Vicki McDonald and Tasia Ducksworth for helping us curate these wonderful conversations. Remember, if you have a Ducksworth in the room, you cannot go wrong. Have a wonderful day, Cleveland. Stay tuned to WOVU 95.9 FM for all of your information, education, conversations, and entertainment music to uplift and empower and move your life forward. Uh, Have a great day.